0: You're listening to the Just Giants Podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan.
1: Be sure to listen for free on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Podbean. Ooh, Barkley again with a big hole, and he's into the open field. One man to beat inside the 10 and Barkley to the end zone. A touchdown for the Giants.
0: Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I'm your host, the Football Grump, and with me, as always, is Mike, the Cranky Pan.
1: Hello there, Grump. Uh, we are still quarantined here in the New York area. We are still washing our hands. We are still staying six feet away from everybody, and we are following the guidelines of the CDC. So I hope everybody out there is doing well. I hope you're not spreading false information about what's going on or panic- And if you see something on Twitter or Facebook that seems like it's bullshit, it probably is. So check your sources before you're so quick to retweet or share with others, please.
0: Uh, I've been staying six feet away from the Cranky fans since forever.
1: As long as we can, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm I'm actually going to try to get my seats moved to the other side of MetLife Stadium next year just so I can stay as far away as possible. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Well, you know... You don't have to be within six feet to listen to this show, thankfully, so you can uh, just subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify or you know any one of those podcast sites and we are definitely there and you will get every episode every Tuesday morning just sitting in your uh, queue.
1: <laughs> and everybody, for the love of God, please social distance from those segues that the uh, the Grump is doing. That was That was a rough one, so – <laughs> Sorry, getting a little stir crazy here in uh at headquarters, so <laughs> bear with us, everybody.
0: Just because I've been locked inside the house doesn't mean I've been sitting down writing Segways so
1: let me ask you a question, grump before we get started, you know we've been doing our uh our position kind of draft previews, but before we do that uh I take a little temperature check from you and orally that is 98.6.
0: eight uh, six
1: yeah, nineties that's good. But uh No, we're recording this on a Monday night, uh, you know, March thirtieth. Do you think the season's starting on uh opening day? The week after Labor Day?
0: It's really tough to tell. I mean, the NFL if you remember the lockout years, none of the spring stuff happened and they still started on time. Um was and and, and you know, The season started on time with the referee lockout as well uh, in, in years after that. Um, I don't think at this time the start of the season is in jeopardy yet. I think it's possible um, that we might have an issue. But before the NFL is ready to lose all of its money on the season, uh, they would sooner have... You know, have to refund tickets and just telefies every games in front of empty crowds. Um, you know, it is still, it is still the most televised. Like it, it hits the highest ratings every week. Sunday Night Football, I think, right? Yeah,
1: it's the number one uh, broadcast uh, weekly show. Yes, and it has been, I think, for ten years now.
0: Yeah. So I mean, th- there's still an enormous amount of money at stake here. Um, you know and it's hard to tell i mean i think i think it's it's unfair for me to project what i think is going to happen but if i had to guess i would say that in, in a couple of months business as usual will have to continue i mean there's already push from people to have people go back to work you know people need to go back to work you know just in general to afford things um so you know this incremental you know back to normal life kind of situation uh may not include crowds of 100,000 people by the time the season starts but yeah, it but may be expanded enough to where teams can go to practice together you know these groups of 90 or so people will probably be allowed that's why i think there there is a chance that the season still starts even if there it is in front of a, li- a live crowd
1: yeah, and before we go any further, this is not going to be a political conversation. We are not mm-hmm. going to talk mm-hmm. about the policy of any. Of this. So before anybody gets ready to hit the uh, the pause or the unsubscribe button or send us death threats, either way, let's you know we're not we don't want to get into that. There's there's a big thing called Twitter. You can jump on if you want to start with that conversations, but we're talking purely about the effect of this virus on. The NFL season, so right, yeah, the, yeah, the, and, and
0: there is a and, political charge to what I said, but in terms of who's saying what, that's kind of irrelevant to me. the The point is, is that it's already been thrown out there that that people start getting back to work, and while that's a little bit ludicrous now, you know, in coming weeks that that is going to get louder and louder until there's a compromise, probably, in when some business as usual things get implemented in a little bit at a time. Yeah, um, I,
1: I I think everything you said from a football standpoint, I think is completely accurate. I mean, I think, you know, they can ramp up the season pretty quickly. You know, most of training camp, the way they have watered it down and diluted it so much over the years with the lack of hitting and the lack of two days or three days or all the the craziness that used to go on, you know, do you need a month of training camp to get started to have your team play? Probably not. I mean, the majority of training camp and the preseason games is really – you know, to get from, you know, your 80 or so down to your 53. So I I agree with all that, but I just, I really don't think this country is going to be in a position to be at full blast by Labor Day. I mean, you know, I don't know when the unwinding is going to start. I personally am much more of a conservative person with this where, you know, they are not going to risk having, people starting to never mind being in big crowds just being within 6 feet of each other until they feel that this is on a significant downward slope and i think that of all the things that have to happen the big crowds in a quote unquote recreational activity which is going to you know big sporting events i think is going to be one of the last things that opens up you know mm-hmm. and i and i'm saying this because you know In spite of the fact that I am a huge sports fan and it's killing me not to watch anything. I mean, as you're recording this, I am watching, you know, Rams Chiefs on the replay on ESPN right now because it's something. But, you know, I'm also kind of a realist. You know, I know that, you know, this economy is going to open up with little things first. You know, being able, first of all, it's going to start, I think, with people having enough confidence they can go outside and not feel like they're going to get sick. I mean, you can open up every store, every mall, every stadium in the country tomorrow. But if there are no consumers and everybody's afraid to go outside to buy anything or to work, it doesn't matter. So I, I think that, you know, the forces that of the, the competing for, force between economics and health are going to... You know, they're gonna battle in buttheads and come up with some sort of compromise. I don't think this society is going to be ready to go out there and be comfortable and be safe just yet. And yes, I know people want to get back to work. You know, I, I, I want to bang a supermodel. It doesn't mean either is going to happen anytime soon. And, you know, I, I get the frustration of everybody and believe me, I am I am sympathetic to every single person out there that has been furloughed has lost you know a percent percentage of their wages are getting laid off you know of getting sick because they are and this is not a question about that but i just think that you know when it's time to go to NFL stadium that's going to be one of the last things that gets rolled out now does that mean that this becomes something of a you know made for tv only event where it's only going to be in empty stadiums, I mean, there are so many other factors that are involved with that, you know, travel. And we're not talking about just the teams. We're talking about all the crews, all the media, all everything that's involved for things like this. So there's a lot of questions. And I think it's going to be later than sooner. And I don't think we are starting. I think we're going to start on Labor Day.
0: Well, it's interesting. I, 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 Do you think it's possible that the season just gets pushed back?
1: I think I think you will see See, what I think this is my own personal opinion now. I think all of this should have timelines that are much more further out in the future than they are and have the ability to pull things back. Um, you know, I think if you say, you know, well, the guidelines for social distance like right now they just announced yesterday It's going to be another 30 days, and we'll evaluate. If it was me, I would say we are going to be like this for three months, but based on the situation, we will monitor, and if the situation is getting better, we can pull that back. And I think some of the lessons learned that the NFL will have based upon what other sports leagues have done might be that same thing. They may just say instead of worrying about – let's think about it from week to week or two weeks to two weeks, I think it's going to become we are going to start – out In the future, and just give ourselves some time, uh, you know again, you can't push things back like you could with all this other stuff, but I think it just makes much more sense to start later than sooner, and really, there's really no difference whether honestly, if it starts in September fifth or starts October first, you know if everything gets pushed out, they'll get pushed out. It's fine. I just don't think they're going to make any decision. I think they're going to be more aggressive just to save money for these leagues remember everybody has insurance there is continuing you know continuing operations insurance every league every business every entity every network every everything has unfortunately the only people that don't are the workers and that that sucks uh, but you'll probably would see something that you know the nh the nhl and the nba and baseball are doing they'll take care of their people but you know if the league loses two games, six games, 12 games, 16 this year that they can't have games in stadiums and it becomes one location where everybody's you know, doing it, they'll do it. I mean nobody's weeping for the NFL for money. So and it would be politically tough to swallow bailing out the NFL, especially with all the things that have happened in the last – you know, decade. So I, I, I really, if I was a betting person right now, I would say it is not starting. I also, if I was a betting person, I'd say we will have a season. We will have a Super Bowl. I don't know if we'll have 16 games and it'll start then.
0: <clears throat> That's interesting. Do you think there's any chance that they push it back or that they just eliminate games?
1: I think they will try to push it back. I think this is different. I think they're going to try to do this. See, there's a difference between baseball and football because Baseball, you remember, the weather influences baseball. Yeah, I mean, football. If if you start the season, let's say October fifteenth, and it runs till March, that's 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 okay. I mean, if it snows and it's crappy weather in Boston or New York or Chicago or, you know, that that's all right. That's actually it's expected. It's expected, and quite honestly. Hey, you get excited when you're looking at the weather forecast for Sunday, and hey, there might be a foot of snow in Green Bay. Pretty cool, yeah. you know. I, I'm more likely to watch a game I don't care about if there's white stuff coming down. So with baseball, though, you can't—you know, if this season doesn't start until July. You still have to pretty much be done by November because of weather—it's out with you know, if teams like the you know the Yankees or the you know the Red Sox are you know. Any of these teams that play up north, it's can't play baseball in the, in the cold. It's just not. Uh, it's no good. So, I think you know. There's you know, if they do it, it'll be more of a lift and shift to the entire schedule instead of just canceling games as we go.
0: Right. Yeah. I guess that's that's kind of where I fall with all this. Um, the thing that's most important about it is that all of this. Um, we we kind of agree that the training camp is going to get screwed up. And, you know, you mentioned that training camp, What what's changed between, like, the 80s um, and, and now is simple. I mean, in the 80s, that was pretty much a conditioning program. Basically what it is for high school students now, hell week and all of that. It's a lot of weight losing. It's a lot of getting into shape. And now players, it's a year-round thing for them to stay in shape. They stay in better shape on their own off-season training programs than they do – you know, in, in training, so so training camp has shifted from that to being more like walk through practices with with some hitting here and there. Um, Pretty much, yeah. yeah I, I mean, mean th- so so like you know, the bigger thing is, and and I know that this isn't you know as prevalent is uh, implementing of new systems. And that's really unfortunate for the Giants, who are implementing both a new offensive and defensive system. So normally, if we were, you know, with Eli Manning and Kevin Gilbride for the 10th season in a row, or however long he was the offensive coordinator, Eli could stage his own practices or, or, or call people to come over or have video conference calls to go over the offense with new guys and refresh things, as these players actually do. You know they have their own little meetups at, at house and watch film, um. Like like they did in the 2011 lockout. You know they they went and threw balls in Hoboken and stuff like that. You know you can throw balls and run routes all you want, but you have Daniel Jones doesn't know the offense any more than anybody else.
1: Yeah, and you know, and especially now that you can't go to Hoboken, you can't yeah. get together. I mean, you can look at. Uh you know, I, I don't know how the rules are right now. Can coaches even talk to players now, like via?
0: Not right you know, now, no.
1: See, that's the thing. Is like you can't even like send them like a file. They like can look on their iPad and kind of look at plays and formations or anything. It's, there's none of that allowed. So, um, the one thing though that is, I know that's a, that's a major disadvantage for the Giants because we have a whole new coaching staff and everything. But something to keep in mind too: two other teams in the division have the same situation
0: oh yeah sure
1: so i mean this is nothing like you know you don't have long time successful coaches in the division so you're kind of pissing in the wind against that you know dallas and washington have all new systems and they're also coming from systems where they had long time coaches there before so yeah you know it's a complete change a culture shock change for both of these teams as well that's you know a lot of this roster with the Giants is kind of used to this little turmoil and stuff. Where this is all new for a lot of these other teams, and um, you know, it's just it's it's going to be an off season like no other one. And we know there's been lockouts and strikes and all these other things that have happened. But uh, you know, uh, it you know everybody's kind of in the same boat with it. So it's it's a uh, it's not something. It's just impacting. New York for example like after 911. I mean this is a you know and also who knows what you know players are people. Don't ever forget that also. They have feelings and they have emotions and you know they have concerns. You know, we have a a major health crisis going on where at any moment somebody's family member could be you know Hopefully going to a hospital, hopefully getting treatment, so you don't know the stresses that these players are under as well, and how things can change, so you know their eye may not be on the prize of getting ready for the season. at all points this offseason like other seasons were. I mean, I, if there was a strike, that's different. You could still work out on your own, you could still do all the things you did before to get yourself ready, and you're still focused on it. You know that's going to end. But something like this, there's a lot of balls in the air right now, so um, the only thing I can compare this to is kind of like when the uh the NBA had the lockout in ninety nine and it was a really fast short season at the end and it was just some teams were prepared and some weren't. And I I don't know. I don't know how this is gonna play out. It's we could be doing this podcast in three months from now. It could be completely different than we think it might be, you know, at the end of March.
0: Yeah, it, it's just it could go really, really south from where we have it now, or it could be, you know, it could just get better. You know, I, I mean, it's really hard to tell right now. I mean, it, it's affecting the most populated areas right now. I mean, it may be that once these areas are sorted out that it just sort of trickles out as it, as it expands and then goes into the less densely populated areas. Of the country, it may just kind of fizzle and be a little bit easier to control once it's slowed down. You know, it really is not necessarily a matter of treatment so much as it's how quickly we need treatments because of its fast spread and, and the amount of resources and things like that. It, it, the treatment itself and, and the symptoms, I think, for the most part, are pretty pretty mild and can be handled. It's just that it's yeah, so mo- out of control, the- it's overwhelmed the system
1: yeah, that's the most important thing. The, above every other thing, you we're doing all we are locking our houses. We are not going working. The economy shut down. Everything is awful because we do not want to get our hospitals overwhelmed. So people will not die who would not have died because of this, and not because they got the virus. If the guy who has the heart attack can't go to a hospital because that hospital is right. overwhelmed, that's what they're trying to prevent. So. You know, people can play with numbers all they want about, you know, oh, well, so many people die because of car accidents every year or, or, you know, it doesn't matter. We are in a situation now and because, again, we're in New York. We are seeing the firsthand effects of how bad it can be that you're trying to prevent people from dying who would not normally die. That's it. And that's going to spread from, you know… You might see in three months the New York area is getting a lot better. And you may think, oh, maybe time to play or get back to real life. But you know something? This might spread to the secondary cities out there and just kind of, you know, ones that haven't implemented the same social distancing thing that we have here. I mean, it's just some places are much more proactive than others. Some are going to learn the hard way. But the thing is, for something like sports, you know, everywhere pretty much has to be ready. I mean, you know, another scenario which could happen is they restrict the number of cities to where this is we're going to play the league this year. You know, maybe it's just in, you know, eight or ten cities. And they just use those same stadiums. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, something as national as a league or a, you know, a uh, a retailer or something that has national, you know, grip or uh, just width or for. It all has to be in a position where it's all good to go. And I think that's going to take a while for this to cycle out. It's gonna happen. But again, you know, all of us ready to be out at the same time. No, it's not gonna be the case.
0: Yeah. It
1: sucks. I mean, we hate talking about this. It's you know, it's it's very depressing stuff, but you know, our job on this podcast since we started was to kinda, you know, get the emotion out of it and be real, be and I real. think yeah. this is really just kind of a real conversation. I mean, we would love to have football on. You know, I'd
0: love to have football next week.
1: We'd love to be going to the draft party at MetLife. I mean, we'd love to do these things. That's you know, it's be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to go this year, right now? <laughs> Come on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I but guess. I
1: mean, it, it, it's just kind of. I, I I think setting expectations for what's realistic and what is likely, as opposed to you know being aspirational or dreaming is, is, isn't is just realistic. And, you know, we just have to deal with it. I mean, I hate to say it, it just sucks. I mean, it all sucks, but we, you know, you can't just sit in a corner and cry about it. You can't just try to force things to happen because you want football or you're missing it. I mean, there's there's other factors out there. And it just, you know, the time will be right, but I, I just think it's going to be later than sooner.
0: Well, you know, it, it sucks right now that like there's, there's nothing you really can watch sports-wise other than reruns. Um, are you that's... watching any reruns? No. In a way, aren't I? Because I watched a whole bunch of film. That doesn't count.
1: Oh, sure I mean that's – I mean, that's. you would be doing that regardless.
0: I would I mean, be, I'm, but
1: – I'm talking about are you watching – are you watching on NFL Network like the uh, – you know, they're playing Super Bowl no, twenty six. No, no, are you watching that? Or are I'm
0: you a watching- unique person to ask because I, I could care less about baseball personally. You know, come playoffs it gets a little bit exciting for me. Same thing with hockey. I really enjoy hockey playoffs, but the rest of the season is just dry for me. You know, basketball March Madness is kind of cool. Um, I can kind of get down with that, but again, basketball is not really my thing to watch. So I mean, are you, this are is you a watching- dry season for me anyway. I wouldn't be watching shit. So I mean, so you're not
1: watching this this. Uh, Chiefs Rams game right now. No, hell no. no. Right.
0: Okay, so I mean I I would be watching probably XFL to some level. You know, not intently like waiting for the game, but if I were just like sitting around with a sandwich, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a football game on, and I would sit and watch it probably till the end unless it were real bad, but
1: you know, I I'll say that yeah. much.
0: That's that that was affected by it because that season's completely over.
1: No, I like, you know, I like everything, but I find myself watching a lot less than I thought I would, you know. I watched this weekend, for example, they had um, Game 7, 1970 Finals, Knicks-Lakers. I watched that. Mm. Um, they had on, I think the Leitner game was on Saturday maybe on CBS. I watched maybe five minutes of it. You know, I'm watching little bits and pieces. I'm not committing to watching, you know, what they're rerunning now. And it's It brings up an interesting point. I mean, what does ESPN do? Yeah. I mean, ESPN is, we've said this a 100 times. ESPN is in the business to promote ESPN first. All it is is you know you can watch a game, and all they are, are promoting the next game until you get to the next game, they're promoting the next thing, and they have, really have nothing to promote right now. And there's really no reason to watch ESPN.
0: No, I mean I, I, it, a lot of it is really just you know, at this point, the only thing they can really do is you know, drudge up news stories about the baseball season and um, just en- endlessly NFL talk about shit. the draft
1: yeah yeah and i mean you know i there's been so much draft coverage on espn and just you know in general even on twitter it seems like this year more than others because obviously there's nothing really to talk about but then you realize the draft is still like four weeks away yeah it's, it's like, still Jesus way Christ. off i mean uh, you know i think we can talk ourselves to death on what the you know the giants needs are who they pick this guy over this guy you know is there a trade blah 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 but at some point, it's like, all right, already. You yeah. know, nothing is really changing. I mean, it, 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 we kind of want to talk ourselves out of it. So it's.
0: Well, the funniest I don't know. thing too is that it, it it doesn't in in ESPN's situation. Normally, they would be talking it up as the the event of the year because they do have um, Mel Kuyper is is on there, their payroll, and he is draft guy number one, numero uno, since nineteen. 19- what,
1: Yeah,
0: 82 or whatever? I mean, he's been draft guy since forever. Um, and and normally this would be perfect for them to to hype all this up for some big extravaganza drafting, but the draft isn't even going to be exciting this year. I mean, uh, consumer exciting, I guess I should say. It's not going to be in front of a live audience anymore. I mean, it's just, it's going to be what it was 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, but uh, all the that,
1: all that, all that other nonsense is nonsense. I what, mean, what I'm I think, saying is that
0: normally ESPN yeah. would be propping up their show for the draft coverage, and they're not even going to have a great draft show. So this is just just actual draft coverage. Well, it's kind of weird.
1: I, I guess. I mean, other than... I mean, I, I, I know ESPN would love to see JetFan be pissed off at his, you know, and the character actors that right. are... You know the crisis actors that are giant fans who oh, pretend all this that bullshit. will be
0: in full force on the uh, the DIY like d- Twitter slash Instagram video oh, of, of people at home, you know, being dramatic and throwing shit. Half of which is recorded after the pick is. I mean, they anyway.
1: probably. I'll make you a thing. Probably half of those have probably been recorded already, and yeah. they've been oh. fine tuned. So they probably made twenty of them each, for whoever gets picked. So, but you know. This show will be 95% what it was before. I mean, you have 15 minutes before each pick. You're going to have analysis about the last pick. You're going to have highlights about the player that was picked. You turn to the next team, go through a, a pre-produced package on what the needs are for that team, what they did last year, who they're targeting, the pick, and then, you know, rinse, uh, rinse, repeat. So, I mean, I, I think... But gonna I don't think there is going to be
0: any any uh, reaction shots of the players unless it's done by them and their family and whoever they're living with. Because I don't think they're going to let a camera crew into their home like they no, but, normally would, and they're not no, going to be no, live to get the picture of them walking down and hugging the commissioner and holding up the jersey. And
1: yeah, but we but we've uh, we've shown now in the last three weeks that you really don't need that camera crew at a house. I mean, it's very simple. You know, you pick any who are the first fifty people that might get drafted. You contact the family. You contact them. Say, hey, we need designate a designated person with an iPhone. Film this as it's happening. That's it. I mean, last night, if anybody watched that uh, that special on Fox, the iHeart thing, all that was was just uh, entertainers performing with their iPhones. You know, if you watch the local news up here on Channel 7, all of these things are being Recorded with iPhones and, and similar technology, you don't need to have all of that, you know, infrastructure and, and stuff to to pro- to produce a show that, quite honestly, might be more exciting to watch. I think seeing reactions of somebody like in their house with their family—that's better than seeing them with their, you know, cheesy suit that they're wearing and you know the the, the forced uh, bro hugs with the commissioner. I'd rather see you know the players like with their close circle of family like the, the grandma and all that stuff, That that's compelling.
0: I mean, I guess so. I don't know. I, I mean, personally, I, I could do without any of the bells and whistles. And, you know, it, it's nice to get some analysis on picks as they're happening and some insight as to why team that I don't follow very well picked a guy I didn't expect. And, and that's fine. But, you know, the whole... Backwards camera going down the red carpet to the. I don't need any of that. So for me, I would agree with you. I don't know, but my my point is, casual football fan at this point, do they just say "Eh, I'll find out about it on the internet? You know what I mean? Do they they stop watching now?
1: Casual football fan wasn't watching in the first place. I don't
0: believe that's true personally.
1: Um, you know, they are not watching for hours on end. They are maybe tuning in to see who the first pick is. Casual football fan may not even know who the first pick is going to be. You know. Now when we say casual football fan, I mean, let's kind of – let's th- dissect that. I'm not talking about the people who only watch the the concert wrapped around a Super Bowl game. No, I'm talking about – Well,
0: OK. All right. Now we're going multi-levels. Yeah. I mean what you just described, there isn't even a football fan. That's That's a person who that maybe sort of understands the game that they're watching. I mean yeah. – I, I'm also not talking about the guy who is like, oh, the the season starts next week. That's not casual. That that's like, that's that might be casual FOPA fan, fan, but that's they're not. But that's not what watching. I'm talking. I'm talking about the 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 less extreme person that does watch the draft every year. That guy probably not watching this year.
1: I disagree. I, I, yeah, they're, I don't know. I I, I mean, think they're, that they're, guy's
0: not watching this year. I
1: mean, I mean the they're, only they're, way he
0: is, is 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 because he he doesn't have basketball to watch instead
1: but why is why is he watching it in the first place like the, the casual fan doesn't care that much he's watching for you think he's watching for the the red carpet show before no
0: you no just way. think that it's, he, he likes football and likes to be entertained
1: that's not enter the draft is not an entertaining show i mean they try to put lipstick on the pig but all it really is is just every 15 minutes a name is announced.
0: You have to understand the demographic that is watching. I, I mean I'm not talking about people our age. I'm talking about like 16 to like 24-year-olds that would rather play video games now
1: maybe. Six, 16 to 24-year-olds, what they are doing, they're following along on Twitter and the the pick is about to happen. They flip over to see it and they go right to social media to comment on it. They go back to doing what they're doing for 15 minutes.
0: They probably, are not, but, but that – I mean I don't, I don't really know how Nielsen ratings work, but it's probably on their TV the whole time.
1: Might be, but they are not paying attention. Uh, or maybe they're flipping to something else. Who cares? I mean, I, I'm not talking about yeah.
0: paying attention. Maybe yeah. it's not on TV anymore because they just don't care anymore.
1: No, I, I mean I don't think you're getting the attention span of like a, a, a 16 to 24-year-old who is being entertained for four hours during this show. Not happening they just they want the information and then move on they they still watch football they still like you know they they like the information for their fantasy teams to gamble dude i i get that they're
0: not paying attention whether it's on or not i'm just saying maybe it's not on at all now
1: but, no there's there's no difference they weren't watching it last year either if those people don't care about you know if they're not caring about the draft this year they're not caring about it last year there's no difference in who's watching it because you know that aspect of the theatrics around it it's a very again they they try really hard to make it more exciting and entertaining and enticing to keep your attention than what it really is and it's a lot of hurry up and wait
0: oh yeah again i agree with you and um it doesn't entertain the likes of you and i but i do think it does entertain a certain crowd that i think is going to shut it off right away now this is what I think. I mean, it's hard to get into the mindset because I know what we're talking about is not you and me. I know that. But you know, there are 16-year-olds that look up to these athletes and the the stupid suit that they're wearing, they think is actually kind of funny and cool. You know, you and I could give a shit, but you know, like I have younger nephews. I know that this exists. So You know, I don't know whether or not they actually have it on TV or if they just follow on social media, but like I know that this stupid shit that we're talking about actually matters to people, just not Mm. you and me, and not not football fan. Just you know, I I think personally, kids and stuff.
1: I think the ratings this year will be higher than in normal years because a) there's nothing else to watch.
0: That could be. I mean, yeah, yeah. I can see that definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now now there's no
0: hockey. There's no basketball. There's no baseball, so, I mean, there's, there's, really, there's really nothing. I mean, I don't know what usually goes up against the draft, though, because, I mean, it is covered by all the networks.
1: Well, it's usually on Thursday nights, the draft, at least the first round. The first round and, is, yeah. And that is usually, Thursday night is, uh, well, you're in the playoffs at that point for basketball and for hockey. So you're going up against um, those two in, in playoff mode, and baseball's on Thursday nights, too, Um. Yeah, they're going against a full slate, and there's nothing right now.
0: Yeah. There's, yeah, I mean, it's just so, weird because you know, you know, I, I don't watch those sports, so I, I don't really know. But it seems to me that every single network they've just got the draft on, ESPN included.
1: Drafts is on two channels. It's on ESPN and NFL Network.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah. T N T doesn't have the rights to it. TN, yeah. Uh, um.
0: That's the straight up basketball, right there, TNT.
1: Yeah, all the regionals don't have it. Ms. Um, NBC Sports that that doesn't have the rights to it. They're they're doing uh they're doing hockey. Yeah. So
0: it's Fox, it's uh, Fox Sports usually has it or something like that. No, nope, just NFL Network
1: and ESPN.
0: I know for sure that third that third day, day three, is like in the middle of the day and it's all day, and that's pretty much just NFL Network covering it, and then a ticker at the bottom of ESPN.
1: Correct, but no one watches that. <laughs> I don't know anybody who watches like that's that's if you're really
0: No, that's that's the frustrating thing because the picks are actually coming in way faster than they're being televised even without like fast analysis or anything like that. Like the TV is actually behind. So if you're following on Twitter, like your beat writers are are telling you about picks 50 ahead of where the the TV is.
1: Well, the other thing that kind of, you know, has been hurting a little bit for, um, just a little bit for the ratings for all of these drafts, NFL, um, basketball is the, the Adam Schefters and the agent war Janowskis who tip off the pick, mm. you know, like 30 seconds before it, it's, you know, the Browns are very strongly interested in Johnny Manziel. Well, that's that, Yeah. you know? So, um, you know, it's they're trying harder and harder for them not to do that to kind of keep some of the suspense, to keep it a, a television, you know, event. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, you know, it's just a proc of the times we have to, this year we have to live with things, not the way we're used to them and not the way it'd be optimal. And that goes for us as fans. It goes for the, teams in the leagues it goes for the networks it goes for everything and you know again we just have to kind of get through it
0: that's kind of going to do it for us for tonight on on this whole thing you know it's an an important conversation it's an interesting conversation and it's something we're going to have to watch for you know the coming days weeks months hours Um, and you know it's it's not something that we can really accurately one hundred percent predict right now, but it, it is affecting everything, and you know the butterfly effect here is is nuts.
1: Yeah, and I'm also curious for what you guys think too. Are we completely crazy, or are we thinking what you're thinking? So you know, let us know. You know, let us know on uh, on Twitter. You know, I'm always at the cranky fan, and
0: yeah, and I, and I'm at football underscore grump. Where you know you can you can tell us we're nuts if you want.
1: Yeah, there, there, there's no right or wrong answers in this because, quite frankly, we're so far away from football actually happening yet that you know these are just kind of our opinions, and we're just curious what you guys think as well. You know, are we gonna, are we gonna see football Labor Day weekend, or are we gonna see, you know, Columbus Day, or are we gonna see it Thanksgiving, or are we not? I mean, just let us know what you think. We're interested in hearing it, and you know, next week we will, um, we will. Read back the feedback, but uh, before next week,
0: yeah. we have a special treat for you guys. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to continue with our draft prospect watching uh, later on in the week we'll we'll do our separate episode about the the tackle class. Um, you know, the show must go on whether or not um, the, the season starts on time, it does seem that the draft is starting at that time on time, so we need to be prepared, you know, just is what it is and um in all that time before the next episode before next week all that stuff uh, wash your hands and stay inside please that's what we're going to be doing
1: yeah don't touch anything don't don't be an arm's length of anybody and uh, you know don't don't be in a crowd
0: yeah don't be an asshole mm-hmm. <laughs> all right everyone go giants go giants